0: This is a bad idea. I am Agent X, and it is Oscar weekend. The Academy Awards, by the time you hear this, the awards will be over, probably. But uh, I think there's some things we can talk about. Um, can you believe uh, that, that that's the movie that won? I mean, who would have thought, right? Um. You know, I was looking over this this, uh, this year's list of nominees, and that led me to a list of previous year's nominees. And I, I, I have an idea. We need to wait at least 10 years before presenting the Oscars. It takes that long, I think, to figure out what was really the best movie of the year. So under my plan... The Oscar for Best Picture of 2018 would be presented in the year 2028. Because if you go back and look, every few years, the the Academy just gets it wrong. Uh, it does, it's not that they pick bad movies, although they've done that, and we'll talk about that. Sometimes they pick perfectly fine movies, but in hindsight, they really weren't the best movie of the year. What makes the best movie? I think it's a movie that, uh, that resonates, that people still talk about, people remember, people like. Uh, I think it's a movie that makes the best use of the medium. Case in point, you've probably heard this one before. The best picture of 1977 was Annie Hall, which I like Annie Hall. Uh, this was 1977 before Woody Allen became problematic. Uh, but I think it's a terrific movie. I really like that movie. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. But Annie Hall was not really the best picture of 1977. What should have won the Oscar? Well, looking back, I think it's kind of hard to argue that Star Wars was, uh, was not the best picture of 1977. Star Wars was groundbreaking. We're kind of Star Wars has been around so long, it's easy to forget that in 1977, there had never been a movie like Star Wars, unless you count uh, uh, Flash Gordon. Star Wars was such a unique picture, they had to invent technology just to make the movie. They had to come up with new ways of, of doing special effects that had never been done before in order to make Star Wars. Should Star Wars have won the uh, awards for acting? No, absolutely not. The performances in Star Wars, no offense to anybody, they're really not that good. As good as we know those actors are, those were some pretty bad performances. Harrison Ford was, oh, he he, he just, uh, you know, even even as a kid, there's that scene there in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and Princess Leia says something that she hopes the uh hopes it all was worth it. And uh Han Solo talking about R2D2 says, "What's so important? What's he carrying?" Ugh. Even as a kid, I cringed at that line because it was so bad. The dialogue was bad. Was it the best script? No. No, not really. Uh there's a really neat video on YouTube Uh, and I'll link to it on the website badidearadio.com that explains that Star Wars was really saved in the editing. And Star Wars did win the Oscar for Best Editing. Uh, The whole idea of uh, the Death Star coming around uh, the planet of Yavin to, uh, to blow up the Rebel base, that was not even in the script. Originally, The attack on the Death Star happened just somewhere in space. And in the editing, they said it'd be a lot more exciting if there's some sort of time element here, that they have to blow it up before they blow up the Rebels. That all came after the film was shot. I would argue that the other thing that saved Star Wars was the music. And John Williams did win the Oscar for uh, his soundtrack to Star Wars. That is an amazing soundtrack. That, That soundtrack puts emotion into scenes and, and 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 pacing into scenes that were just really badly shot, despite all of its many problems. And as much as I loved Star Wars as a kid, it is not a perfect movie. It really was the best picture of 1977. Everything came together. All the parts fit. It worked. It was an amazing experience. There had never been anything like it. Um, it made full use of the medium sound, picture, storytelling. Uh, the acting, eh, not so great, but it worked. It, 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 it served its purpose. It, you know, it was, it was what it was. The, 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 the music, the production design, everything just was, it came together. It really was the best picture. Annie Hall. Annie Hall was a, a very good movie uh, about a relationship. Uh, there was an animated part in the movie. There were flashbacks. It was pretty, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, pretty interesting for 1977. Uh, not the best movie. What else was nominated for Best Picture in 1977 besides Annie Hall? It was uh, a movie called The Goodbye Girl, it was a romantic comedy drama starred Richard Dreyfuss, Marcia Mason, Quinn Cummings. Richard Dreyfuss plays a struggling actor who sublets an apartment in New York from a friend who is his friend's ex-girlfriend and her young daughter. Richard Dreyfuss won the Oscar for best actor and I you know I saw the movie many years ago. He was very good. It was sort of your basic Richard Dreyfuss uh performance, but that's still <laughs> pretty good. Um uh, another picture nominated for Best Picture of 1977 was a film called Julia, it starred Jane Fonda, Vanessa Redgrave, Jason Robards, Hal Holbrook. Not a bad cast. Uh, it was um, about a, a woman's uh, friendship with Julia, who uh, had fought the Nazis in the years prior to World War II. It's an important topic. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to admit I've never seen the movie. It's not one of those that uh, that you that you hear a lot about anymore. Uh, it's not on Netflix. You can't stream it from Amazon Prime, which raises another point. If a movie, this is kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, uh, doesn't make any noise. If a film is not uh, available on uh, Netflix or Amazon, does it exist? And the uh, the final Best Picture nominee, back in 1977, they only had five nominees. It was a uh, drama called The Turning Point, starred Shirley MacLaine, and Bancroft, Tom Skerritt, who, uh, you know, was Captain Dallas. Was he Captain? I think his name was Dallas. <laughs> anyway, he was in Alien. Uh, the Turning Point uh, was set in the world of the New York City Ballet. Not saying it's a bad movie. It's probably a pretty good movie. But it's not a movie that has uh, that still resonates. It's not a movie people still talk about. Uh, it has its fans, I'm sure. Uh, but they've discovered it on, uh, on disc or VHS over the years because you can't stream it on Netflix. It doesn't stream on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's, it's a movie that's kind of uh, dropped out of sight. And there were some other really good movies erased in 1977 that had a big impact, uh, really hold up. Uh, people still talk about them, uh, but they weren't even nominated. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Steven Spielberg's movie, again with Richard Dreyfuss, who's a, ma- a man who abandons his family and chases after UFOs in Wyoming, which, you know, the way I'm explaining it probably doesn't make it sound very good if you've never seen it, but it really holds up well. Uh, fun fact. Uh, the mom from Toy Story is in it. David Lynch's Eraser Head, which is a. <laughs> I like Eraser Head. It's a very odd movie. It's not an easy movie to watch. I saw it in college, and uh, it was one of those movies you talk about after you watch it and you try to uh, figure out what he was trying to say. And uh, I think Eraser Head is about how hard it is to be a parent. I could be completely wrong. Uh, The other big film released in 1977 that was not nominated for Best Picture was Saturday Night Fever. John Travolta is a uh, young man who disco dances. That's basically Saturday Night Fever. But again, it was a film uh, that, uh, that you know, even if you hadn't seen the movie, you had the soundtrack. It was that kind of movie. Had a big impact in the culture. Disco was basically dead before uh, Saturday Night Fever uh, revived it. So, you know, it's it's Travolta's fault. Uh, Just looking at some other films released in 1977, Smoky and the Bandit, Slapshot, Peach Dragon, uh, High Anxiety, Mel Brooks, which is a a fun movie. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's a... uh, Mel Brooks' uh, version of a Hitchcock thriller. If you haven't seen any Alfred Hitchcock movies, you really need to. I would start with Psycho. I would start with uh, North by Northwest. North by Northwest is a great movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very modern movie. Came out in the late 50s, um, but doesn't feel all that dated and but you don't have to go all the way back to the '70s to find an example of uh, uh, of a time when the uh, Academy got it wrong. Uh, 1990, the best picture was *Dances with Wolves*, which was a Kevin Costner western. He's a uh, cavalry officer who uh, uh, sort of snaps and goes out west and uh, lives with the Native Americans. It's a very long movie. It's not a movie people still talk about that much. Uh, the Academy thought Dances with Wolves was better than Goodfellas. Goodfellas is the Martin Scorsese picture uh, with Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro. A mostly true-ish story about a, uh, a, uh, about a gangster... Who uh, who turns state witness and goes into the witness protection program? It is a terrific movie. It is very well shot. The camera just weaves through the action. It's, it has a great soundtrack, great performances. It's a it's a it's a violent movie, uh, which is probably what uh, killed its chances with the Academy. But it's a movie people still talk about. It's a movie that. Uh, uh it's considered one of Scorsese's best. And Scorsese has a lot of great films. Uh, the other nominees that year was Ghost, which was a uh, supernatural romance. Patrick Swayze dies. He, he comes back to haunt Demi Moore. And Whoopi Goldberg is a uh, psychic. <clears throat> this was considered one of the best films of 1990. Uh, if you're aware of it at all, if you remember it at all, it's the scene where they are making pottery, and and uh, it's very sexy. Uh, Awakenings, which was based on an Oliver Sacks book. Oliver Sacks. Oh, he's such a he was such an interesting person. He he was a neurologist, and uh, it's a fictionalized version of one of his memoirs, one of his uh, well, sort of a memoir slash case study. Uh, about catatonic patients who um, briefly snapped out of it, they were given a, a different kind of medicine, and they sort of woke up. Uh, Penny Marshall directed it. It was uh, De Niro, Robin Williams, John Hurd. Uh It's a it's a it's a good movie. Uh, kind of sentimental. Uh, but a fascinating story, and if you've never read any of, uh, Oliver Sacks' books, you really ought to. Uh, they're, they're fascinating. Um, maybe start with, uh, the man who mistook his wife for a hat. <laughs> That's a, uh, it's, it's a collection of case studies of patients he dealt with, and one guy, uh, mistook his wife for a hat. It sounds uh, impossible, but he could basically see individual shapes, but he couldn't really put the shapes together to form the object. So he was his wife was sitting down, he was standing up, he was reaching for his hat, and uh, his hat uh, was you know sort of vaguely round, and so was his wife's head, and uh, and he uh, he grabbed her head. Uh, I mean, just there's fascinating books uh, of, of some of the patients that uh, Oliver Sacks uh, worked with. So, uh, do yourself a favor, and uh, he, he passed away not too long ago. Uh, but he he, and he was a terrific writer, uh, beautiful writer, but definitely worth checking out. Okay, back to movies. Um, Ghost Awakenings. The fifth nominee for 1990 was The Godfather Part 3, which, you know, one of them's gotta be the worst of the three. And this was it. It, it was, uh, Godfathers Part 1 and 2 are, are amazing and classics, and they really go together well. You can skip Godfather Part 3. Uh, the only memorable thing about Godfather Part 3 is the line that people still quote because it was in the trailer. Al Pacino, I- I'm not going to do my Al Pacino because it doesn't really sound like Al Pacino. But he says, uh, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. People still say that. It's from this 1990 movie, Godfather Part 3, which other than that one line is pretty forgettable. I can't really tell you what happens in that movie. And I love the Godfather movies. Not seen that one since it came out. You know, going back, rewinding a bit to uh, 1981. Does anyone remember the best picture of 1981? It was the year Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. But the Oscar went to Chariots of Fire, which was um, a British drama about two athletes training for the 1924 Olympics. The most memorable thing about Chariots of Fire was the soundtrack. Uh, There's the uh, famous scene of the uh, athletes running on the beach in slow motion. And uh, there was this very uh, inspiring, uh, stately synthesizer music playing. Uh, The movie was scored by a, uh, a Greek artist whose name I will not try to pronounce because I know I will get it wrong, but he was known professionally as Vangelis. He also did the score to Blade Runner, so you probably know his music, uh, even if you've never seen Chariots of Fire. Uh, Again, like I said, it was the year Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. Raiders was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, The other nominees that year were Reds, which was a Warren Beatty film about uh, the Russian Revolution. On Golden Pond, which was Henry Fonda's last film, Jane Fonda was in it. He played a uh, he played a uh, an academic who was in failing health, and had had a difficult relationship with his daughter. And uh, the other nominee that year was called Atlantic City. Which, boy, you talk about films that uh, that uh, no one talks about anymore. This was considered one of the five by the Academy, at least one of the five best films of 1981. Atlantic City bet you've never heard of it. It starred um, Burt Lancaster and Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon played an Atlantic City casino uh, waitress who dreams of becoming a blackjack dealer in Monte Carlo. She hooks up with an aging gangster played by Burt Lancaster. Uh, The film came out in 80 meaning it was shot in uh, the late uh, the late 70s so the uh, the plot features large amounts of cocaine and and I'm not saying it's a bad movie uh, you know it it uh, it was considered good for its time and it got good reviews uh, but again it is just one of those nominees that has completely dropped off the face of the planet no one talks about Atlantic City you may find someone who uh, who saw it years ago and and it clicked with them. But it's just not really part of the cultural conversation. It's not on Netflix, not on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can buy it, you can rent it, but it's uh, you have to you have to search it out. You know and looking through the list of uh, all of the Academy Award nominees, all of the Academy Award winners, there are some years when they they got it absolutely right. Uh, some years they don't, uh, let's, you know, going back, <laughs> the Academy Awards have been around for 90 years. Uh, some years are, are better than others. 1943, the best picture was Casablanca, which is still considered one of the best pictures of all time. I took my, uh, my, uh, 12 year old to, uh, to see Casablanca in the theater not that long ago. And he was not really, uh, uh excited about it but after about 10 minutes he was he was hooked i mean that's it's a <laughs> it's such a great story um and it, it everything about it works uh it it works so well you don't even wonder why it's uh, foggy at the airport and in, in rainy in the middle of the desert the real reason was because he couldn't afford a uh, because of wartime um restrictions they could not get a real airplane so they had a plywood cutout in the background, and had little people walking around it uh, to make it look bigger. And the fog kind of uh, masked how fake it all was. But, uh, you know, you zip back a couple of years, 1941. As far as movies goes, that was a big year. If you like movies, uh, that was the year The Maltese Falcon came out, Alfred Hitchcock's Suspicion, Citizen Kane, which is uh, was, was amazing. Uh, if you ever get a chance, you should watch Citizen Kane. And the thing to remember is at the time, Orson Welles was 25 years old. The man was 25 years old. He made what is considered still one of the best films ever. He stars in this film, and he plays Charles Foster Kane, a newspaper magnate from a young man to an old man, 25 years old. Of course, sort of the peak of his career, 25 years old. He made some really good films, uh, a few really good films. Uh, After that, nothing quite uh, to the level of Citizen Kane. But none of those movies, The Maltese Falcon, Suspicion, Citizen Kane, none of those won Best Picture. The Best Picture of 1941 was called How Green Was My Valley. How often do you hear anyone talking about How Green Was My Valley? How Green Was My Valley was directed by John Ford, starred uh, Walter Pidgeon and Maureen O'Hara. You might not recognize her name, but she's the mom in the original Miracle on 34th Street. How Green Was My Valley was about a family in a hard-working Welsh mining town in the 19th century. For some reason... Uh, even though it is on the uh, National Register uh, of the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It's, it's not a film that people remember. Some people do. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm saying that when you look at the list of nominees from 1941, Citizen Kane, The Maltese Falcon, a uh, detective movie, Humphrey Bogart's, uh, Humphrey Bogart's Big Break, as a leading man, he played Sam Spade, the detective. And uh, the Maltese Falcon was uh, was the film's MacGuffin. And if you don't know what a MacGuffin is, uh, that's the thing in a film uh, that keeps the story going. It's the plans to the Death Star. It's Private Ryan. And saving Private Ryan. The whole point of the movie is to get over there and save Private Ryan. Private Ryan is the MacGuffin. And the Maltese Falcon... The MacGuffin is this very valuable, jewel-encrusted statue of a falcon. And all the people who try to steal it and steal it back. Uh, The Maltese Falcon is a a film noir. Uh, You might have seen that uh, expression before. It's film N-O-I-R. I think it's pronounced noir. It's French. But it's a, it's a very good movie. It really holds up. It is a it is very exciting. Maybe a smidgen uh, slow paced for uh, the modern standards, but a still a classic. Very much a classic. But looking at this list of of Academy Award uh, winners and nominees, the one that really, <laughs> the one that that that. I really had to go do some research on it because I had never heard of it. And people I talked to about it had never heard of it. It's a film called Wilson, 1944, nominated for Best Picture. The winner that year was, uh, 1944, was Going My Way, which starred Bing Crosby as a priest. Double Indemnity with uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray, another uh, film noir uh, detective crime story. Very well done. Very good movie. Uh, Gaslight. Probably haven't heard of Gaslight, uh, but it is where we get the expression gaslighting. Uh, gaslighting meaning to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. That expression actually comes from that movie. Uh, the fourth nominee of that year was uh, probably resonated with folks at the time. Uh, not so much anymore. It was called Since You Went Away. Starred, um, Claudette Colbert, Jennifer Jones, Joseph Cotton, and, uh, Shirley Temple. A grown-up Shirley Temple. It was about the uh, home front during World War II. What was happening with the families back home while the boys were fighting on the other side of the world. But Wilson. What is Wilson? Wilson was the pet project of Daryl Zanuck, who was president of 20th Century Fox. Daryl Zanuck was a great admirer of uh, President Woodrow Wilson. And uh, it's, it's a story that, uh, that begins when Wilson was the uh, president of Princeton University, and it covers uh, uh, him running for governor and then becoming uh, president. Now, uh, some of these films that we've talked about were big deals at the time. In hindsight, uh, they were probably overrated. Wilson was not uh, well liked when it came out. Uh, The critics panned it, audiences stayed away. But Daryl Zanuck, 20th Century Fox, Zanuck, a very powerful man, the film was still nominated for 10 Academy Awards, and it actually won. It won uh, Best Writing, Original Screenplay, Best Sound Recording, Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, Color. There was, uh, at the time, there was also Black and White. And uh, Best Art Direction, Interior, Decoration, Color. It is a film that has pretty much faded away. Uh, it starred Alexander Knox as uh, Wilson, Knox actually had a long career as a character actor, but uh, uh, he's uh, but he's uh, he's not really uh, well remembered today. Wilson is another one of those films. It's not on Netflix, not on Amazon Prime. Uh it turns up on Turner classic movies sometimes, and I suspect the only people who watch it are people who can't find the remote control uh, to change the channel. Which brings me back to my original thesis that the Academy probably should wait 10 years before nominating anyone for Best Picture. 1954, would anyone have even remembered Wilson? No. Uh, what were some other films that were out that year uh, that weren't nominated? Uh, Arsenic and Old Lace with Cary Grant. It's a very funny movie based on a on a play um, about uh, uh, a very nice man and his... Uh, his aunts who um well they're they're murderers but they're very sweet about it. Uh and that was not a spoiler by the way. Uh to have and have not Humphrey Bogart Lauren Bacall based on an Ernest Hemingway novel National Velvet came out that year the uh Judy Garland musical Meet Me in St. Louis films that uh you know still have an audience uh among uh, people who love old movies. Um, Arsenic on Old Lace is, is, is still pretty fun. You, uh, if you can uh, don't mind watching a black-and-white film, I, uh, I would recommend it. Looking at this year's nominees, nine films were nominated, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Five or Ten Years, are we going to remember Lady Bird? Are we going to remember The Post? Or uh, or Three Billboards? I don't know. I guess that's something we'll have to talk about then. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to this uh, special podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check out our website, badidearadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Bad Idea Radio. And uh, until next time, I am Agent X.